All right, everyone, welcome to the Above Average Football Fan Podcast for above average football fans and below average football fans who want to learn more about the game, or if you're a football junkie, this is the podcast for you. We're glad you're here, and we hope you enjoy it. Our podcast with a slightly above average football fan, I've got Raphael Little from T. O'Hanna High School and University of Kentucky here with me. Raphael, thanks for being here. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, man, absolutely. So, like I said, you're from Anderson, went to T.L. Hanna. Tell us a little bit about high school football for you. How do you remember it? What was that time like for you in your life? Um, to be honest, I mean, high school was like one of the best, you know, times of my life. I mean, it really changed who I am today. So, you know, with, you know, all the coaching staff we have, like Coach Park and all the other staff we had, I mean, they really pushed me into, you know, the person I am today. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I haven't played football in 20 years almost at this point from uh, high school, and I, I still look on it the same way it sounds like you do. So tell me a little bit about recruiting um, for you. What was that process like? When did when did you start hearing from colleges? Um, I'd say around my you know, junior year. I mean, it was kind of challenging because, you know, I really didn't have nobody, you know, before me that actually been, like, through all the stuff that I've been through, and, you know, with all the papers and coaches like talking to me, I really didn't know nothing about college, you know? So, I mean, with the process, you know, all the paperwork and, you know, I just sat down with my mom and my family, you know, we just sat down to see what was the better option for me, you know? So, and, and it kind of went that way. I, I got you. So who all were you hearing from the most? I'm gonna be honest, I had like all like the SEC teams, like all the, you know, big time schools but you know what really stood out to me was I wanted to go somewhere where I would play like first year gotcha and like Kentucky was like one of those schools like I mean I could have went to Clemson South Carolina of course but it was kind of strange because I think they wanted me for defense when I didn't really play that much defense in high school so that's what really just like drove me away from them yeah, I can understand that. That was going to be a question. You know, anytime a guy goes out of state, I always kind of think about that. But so everybody was pretty much after you. It was just Kentucky was a chance to get a chance to play right away. Yeah, and you know, and be honest, like a lot of people probably didn't see it when I was in high school. Like every like Thursday and Friday, like all the coaches from Kentucky came to Hannah just to watch me play. So that was another thing that stuck out to me. I like if they want me that bad, I'm gonna I'm gonna try it out. Absolutely. And then like. Be honest, it was like one of the best moves I think I ever made in my life. To be honest, I hear you. I hear you. So was uh, Coach Rich Brooks was the head coach there the whole time? He was involved with your recruiting. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I think the big key up there it was Joker Phillips. He was the one that was coming every Thursday and Friday. Just to, you know, even during basketball season, he was there. You know, even when if it wasn't football season, he came during basketball season just to see me. I got you. Right, that makes so, sense. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, it, it just stood out so much. Like, this team, they really want me. It's like, you know, looking at, like, how many players, like, I possibly could start over. I know I probably wouldn't start my first year, but unfortunately, the guy in front of me got hurt, and that's how it all took off. Yeah, right. Okay. So you get to Kentucky. You're in Kentucky. I mean, that's far away from home. What was that like for you? Was there any difficult adjustment there? No, I, I think, you know, I say it made a good move because I was like five hours away from home, which, you know, it's far away that I just can't keep going home every day and like lose track of school, you know? Right. So I think it like worked out in my favor. 
No, that makes sense. So you get to Kentucky, it's SEC football, this is Division One, Power Five. I mean, it's the highest level, in my opinion, when it comes to the league of football. So, you know, what was the jump like when, when you first start going to meetings and weightlifting? I mean, was it a, just a huge increase in difficulty? I think it was. You know, be honest, a lot of people, I wouldn't tell people this, but I'm going to say it on here because, you know, it's over and done now. But I was really scared going to college. Because, yeah. like I say, far away from my family, then when you get there, you see all these big men. It's like, okay, do I fit in here? Like, you know, right. it was just it was just scary to me. But, you know, in football, it's one of those things, once you get that first hit or that first contact, all that goes out the door. So that's what I was just waiting on. Right, so that kind of gets to my next question. Do you remember like a welcome to college football moment in practice? I mean, you you take your first real hard hit and you're like, all right, this isn't high school anymore. Um, I, I don't remember it, but I'm pretty sure it happened plenty of times. Like I said, I had a couple of injuries during college. You know, even one was at practice with my own teammate. But, you know, I know it's football. It's going to happen. But like I said, I really don't remember that, you know, that real, you know, one that really you know stood out but it happened plenty of times for oh, sure i got you i got you so at kentucky man you had you had a heck of a career you rushed for a thousand yards two times in your career you had over a thousand all-purpose yards three out of your four years i mean that's that's a heck of a career you were fifth in rushing uh you know a couple times and and just really did really well you know were people surprised by that you think that was what everybody expected of you or how would you rate that um i don't think they expected that like a lot worked in my favor when i say uh my first year we was on a probation so we didn't even have that many recruits so i, I, I just took it under my wing like this is what i got to do to help myself right now you know and my team so if i don't do this we won't succeed you know that's how i looked at it right and then your junior and your senior year, y'all go to two bowl games back-to-back and win both, right? Yeah, that's it. And that's when we got all our recruiting in. And they, they really helped you know, me out because a lot of teams started to key on me when we didn't have, like, the receivers and everything around me. So, like I say, when we got those recruits, that helped everything out. Now we just put the whole piece together, and it came out the way we wanted it to. Absolutely. I mean, by your senior year, excuse me, you had y'all had some really good players on that team. Oh yeah, we had yeah. Like I think out of my class when I came out, we had like seven people went to the NFL that year. Right. You had. I mean, you had a great quarterback, uh, great tight end. So I mean, you guys were doing some things. Yeah, we had a couple receivers. Yeah, yeah. The game I remember, and this is just because I went to Carolina, was the the Thursday night game your senior year at Williams Bryce. You guys were, yeah. I think, like eighth in the country, and we were mm-hmm. maybe tenth or eleventh. And that was big time, prime time, ESPN national television. Was that is that one of the biggest games you remember? Um, I, I'm be honest. I'm gonna say like the LSU because they was number oh, yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know the Clemson and South Carolina when we played against them, they're always gonna be the games that stand out because those are the home schools for me. You know, yeah, so right. those always was the biggest ones. But as far as like biggest overall, I think the LSU game when they was number one. So. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. I I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me a little bit about that game. What are your nerves like going into playing number one LSU? I mean, we had a chip on our shoulder. I mean, a lot of people thought, well, the whole, I think, like, my whole four years, we always were counted out. We had to make a name for ourselves. So, 
you know, playing against the big teams like that, we was always counted out. But, you know, we just took it like, you know, just another game. Right. Absolutely. I mean, football's football, but, you know, I guess thinking of crowd and nighttime ESPN, do you think any of those things or just go play ball? Uh, just go play ball. But I do think, you know, home field advantage make a big difference. Like I said, if we played them, number one, at LSU, I think it would have been a different story. But, right. you know, being at home, it helps out. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about when you get to Kentucky and the offense you guys were running. Joker Phillips was the offensive coordinator. Um, you guys were a pro-style offense a lot of times in two backs. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it was kind of like the same thing that I had at Hannah. So it kind of, you know, helped me out a lot because it was like very simple to what we was doing at Hannah. So. It was pretty good. Yeah, and so were you guys doing a lot of zone blocking, or was it power, or, or what was y'all's running scheme like? Well, it, it kind of came down like to, to who was in the game. We right. had plays like for everybody because we had like like you said, we had a bunch of people on the like uh, key players on the team, so we had plays for everybody. So it depended on because we had like I think Tony Dixon when he was in high school, he he ran like the wishbone. Right. And, of course, like I said, I, I ran out of the eye, so they had, like, different, for every back, like, different um, formations. Gotcha. So, depending on who was in, there wasn't necessarily, uh, okay, we're a spread zone team. It was depending yeah, on no. personnel. Yeah, that's it. I got you. Okay. All right, so one thing, talk to me a little bit about this. You know, there's a little debate among fans and stuff like that. You know, as a running back, that position, to me anyway, feels very instinctive. You know, vision, balance, strength, obviously speed. And, you know, when it comes to your running back coach at the college level, at the pro level, what are they working with you on? I mean, they try to pick out, like, the level under underneath where they at. They try to pick out what they thought you was, like, you needed help on. And they try to focus on that more than the thing that, they, that you already know. Gotcha. Uh, just because it's yeah. like, you know, at quarterback, they're teaching you progressions and wide receivers are learning routes. And obviously when you mm-hmm. play running back, you got landmarks, you got holes, you got to hit, all that kind of stuff. But it's so natural uh, to me anyway, as a guy who's never come close to being able to do anything like that. You know, when you're running, you know, were you thinking, all right, if I cut here, the linebacker will sw- go by or are you just you run into daylight? Yeah, I run in the daylight. I just, you know, if it's one-on-one, it's my goal to beat that one person. You know, I always try to get past the first person. And anything after that, it just happens. I got you. All right, so you talked about your relationship with Coach uh, Joker Phillips, and he was the offensive coordinator there, um, and he went on to be head coach. um, Did Coach Rich retire? I can't remember. Yeah, he he retired now. That's right. Okay, so, so Coach Phillips took over after him. Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. And Coach I was, think at, Coach Brooks, was at, he retired two years right after we left. So gotcha. two or three years after we left, then right. Joker took over. Because Joker was at Carolina before he was at Kentucky, if I remember right. Yeah, correct. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So you talked about the LSU game. You know, you talked about what it felt like to play against South Carolina and Clemson for you because it was the the home team. You know, the from yeah. your home state. You know, so that gave you a little bit of extra fire when you were in those games. 
Uh, it did, you know, I, I didn't have a grudge or anything. It's just like, you know, I know a bunch of people from back home that's watching this game. I try my best not to mess up as much, you know. Yeah, sure. I mean, I got you. Any football game, you're going to mess up, but, you yeah. know, just try to limit your mess ups. <laughs> Absolutely, for sure. So you were a really good receiver as a running back as well. Did you have a particular route you liked, or are you just give me a swing in the flat and let me work, or are you looking to hit the big, the big wheel route or something like that? I'll be honest, like, I was more like a screen type guy. Gotcha. Because I knew a lot of people keyed on me, and, like, if I get that screen, I got, like, like three or four linemen in front of me so I can at least trust them for a little bit. You know, that's all I need. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, when you were playing in the SEC, you know, obviously one of the top conferences in the country. But when I was looking back, getting ready for tonight, and looking at some of the guys who were playing running back when you were playing running back in the SEC, man, that was a top-to-bottom great group of wide, uh, excuse me, running backs that you were a part of in the SEC at that time. I mean, you have top players that were, you know, in the SEC. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm going to tell you the team that stood out the most out of all this that we talk about teams overall, it was, it was Auburn. Mm-hmm. To be honest, my freshman year when I first got to start, that was the first team I scored against. And I was the first person to ever score against them that year. That's the year they went 13-0 and and didn't make it to the national championship. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. So it was like that, that. that was the biggest game, you know, that stood out the most. Yeah, absolutely. So that was going to be one of my questions. If you remembered a team that maybe – or a defense that you were – when you went to go play them, you were like, oh, man, this is going to be a long day. This is going to be a long day. Yeah. And that was that game because, I'm be honest, I think my whole team was really nervous about that game because we knew they was undefeated. You know, they got, like, top linebackers, top everything. It's like, what can we do? We know we're going to lose, but how are we going to lose, you know? That's right, yeah. So it, was, I mean, it, was, it was pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough tough situation when you have going into a 13-0 and team that's just loaded. And, and yeah, you know, it's not exactly a, a even matchup at that point. Yeah, that's it. We knew we was going into that game to lose. We just didn't know how we were going to do this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So along those kind of lines, in a way, so talk to me a little bit about, so, you know, it's just to give a hypothetical scenario, it's third and long in your territory, so the coach is going to call a draw, something safe, just to get a little bit of room, keep the clock running, and, you know, get the punt off. But – as a running back, when that play comes in, are you going, oh, man, come on. Like, I don't want to do this. Or, you know, are you thinking, oh, that's fine. I'll, I'll break it. It's third and 20. Oh, yeah, that, that, man, that was, I'm getting 21. Was, yeah, that was always me. Like, if you could put the ball in my hand, I feel like we got a better chance. I always thought like that. Right. I mean, even if I know I'm not going to make it, I'm, I'm going to give it a chance. Like, right. if you see uh, – if you happen to look back at a couple of games, like, it'd be like – I think it may have been the South Carolina game. Right. It was uh, at, at our at our stadium, though. So, okay. it was like um, – I think it was like fourth and two. And right. you would see me dive over the crowd in the middle field instead of the touchdown. In the middle of the field, I jump over the, over the crowd. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do small things like that, you know. Right. It's not just when I'm going in for a touchdown. But sure. any time in the field, I need that first down, I'm going to try anything I can do to get it. Even if I got to get hurt, I'm going to get that first down. I got you. No, that makes sense. And when you look back at your career, you know, your career rushing, when you look at your average, as a career rusher at Kentucky, you were averaging over five yards a carry. I mean, you give the ball to you two times, we got a first down. That's it. And like I said, that was my mentality. I have to get that first down. I at least got to put my team in a situation, you know, where we got a chance. 
I understand that. Yeah, absolutely. I just didn't know, you know, being third and 20, you know, I, I think everybody's got that competitor mentality. It doesn't matter. Hey, it's third and 22. I'm, I'm going to make this. But I just That's didn't it. know if sometimes you're like, man, come on, don't call the draw right now. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to. I always, I always <laughs> wanted it in my hands. Always. I'm with you. Okay. All right. So after you played at Kentucky, you I signed with the Titans. Is that right? Yeah, I signed with them. Okay, and you were with them in the training camp, or how did how long were well, you with them? Yeah, it, it, it was a training camp. So I, I stayed the whole season, but I was only rehabbing because I got hurt right. in the senior bowl. That's right. That's right. I remember that. I remember that. Tell me through that. Yeah. I mean, you're there to show off what you're there, what you can do as a player, and you get hurt in the senior bowl. I mean, what, what's going through your head in that moment? Um, in my head, I'm thinking like, oh, my my career is over. Right. But you know, I think what really got me in the NFL is because I went to the combine with the ACL. Right. And that showed the coaches that I still, you know, I'm still here. I want to do it, even though I can't do nothing. I'm here because, you know, I want to play ball. I just love the game. That's it. And I don't tell a lot of people this, but Coach Bishop of the Titans, he was telling me there, he said, I, I see that you got it in you. Because I had an interview, of course. He said, I see sure. that you got it in you. I tell you what, if nobody picks you up in this draft, I'm going to pick you up right out there. And he stuck to his word. So that's how I ended up in Tennessee. I got you. That's pretty awesome of him to just, just recognize that competitive spirit in you and say, you know what, we're, I, I like that. I want you on a part of our team and, you know, whatever uh, the, role that's going to be. You know, it really stood out. Like I was thinking, like, was he lying? But at the same time, you know, I was waiting on the draft. Like, if I don't get picked, of course, I'm, I'm still going to the NFL. But as soon as the right. draft was over, I got that first call. Right. I'm like, man, this is serious. He really called me. So it's like, you know, it was crazy. It was unreal. That's pretty awesome that he's a man of his word like that. That's pretty That's awesome. It. Yeah, he didn't have to do that knowing I can't play that year, but he did it. That's exactly right. So, yeah, and after – when you were with Tennessee, then you go up to Canada for a little while, right? Yeah, that's it. And as of now, I'm still here, but what, how that went. So I, I got released from the Titans. Um, a good friend of mine is Tony Stewart. I mean, he's the city councilman in Anderson right now. Right. He um, he got on the phone, made a couple phone calls, and he got to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and they called me right away, just come right over right away. So I, I think it was like two days after I got released for the Titans, I was in Canada. Okay. All right, and so you on the active rest there, or were you still rehabbing? No, I, I was I was good then. I no, played okay. over there for a year and a half, and then I ended up getting uh, had to go to another camp because something had happened with the organization. Then I ended up in Calgary and played for there for like a year and a half. Okay. Then after that, um, ended up meeting my wife, and then of course I'm still here. I got you. Nothing wrong with that, man. Absolutely. So Canada's rules are a little bit different. Was that a tough adjustment period or, you know, just kind of something you figured out pretty quickly? Um, it's just, um, you know, a lot of motions. This you, you don't have to be set. So I had to get used to that first. Like, when can I motion? When can I not motion? Like, it was just a bunch of, you know, small details. And, you know, with the end zone, I mean, with the um, field goal being in front of the end zone, like, that had to come to me, too, you know. So it was just so much little small details. But, I mean, it came quicker than I thought it would. Okay. So one of my uh, old high school teammates played up in Canada after college and, and a little bit of time in the league, uh, Landon Cohen, and he was telling me about this rule I had not heard of, that you can only have, like, one American on the on the field Yeah, you can have something? a certain on the field, yeah. That's so true. You can only have a certain amount of Americans on the field at the same time. That's crazy. I mean, it makes sense, but I just never heard of it. 
that's it. And I think my career probably would have been a lot longer, but the guy that was ahead of me, he was American, and he'd been on the team for like 10 years. So it's like, I, I thought they was looking at like, do we keep the guy that we've been knowing, or we keep the new guy, you know? I I kinda, that's why I kind of think I got released then, because I know I was way better, but, you know, it's just who they believe in. I understand. Yeah, no, I get that. And it's a cut, it's a cutthroat business. We all know that, but you know, I just wish I had a better chance, you know, for right. them to see me more than just think going by what they think. I understand that what you mean there. Um, everybody wants a fair opportunity to to show their ability and not have it just be, uh, you know, this guy's been here for ten years or however long. You know, really get a chance to show what you're capable of. Yeah. Well, I can rem- I can say that I remember your career against your against South Carolina in your career, and you always were making plays. You you seem to be good, gaining seven, eight, nine, ten yards every time you touch the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that like Thursday I said, I night. No grudges. Right. And I know that right, Thursday right. night game is not like something. I mean, y'all didn't come out on top, but you played a heck of a ball game that night. That's it. Like, I mean, I always like, you know, just like I said, with the home crowd being there, I, it kind of felt like a home game for me. But at the same time, it's like, okay, they my enemy. I got to do what I can to try to beat them. I wish I could have beat them at least one year. Right. But, you know, I hate to say this, but Clemson was good enough. That's just like a win to me. So if I could get <laughs> one of the two, it was good. <laughs> I got you. I'm with you. I understand that. I'm sure Carolina fans will be just fine with that, too. Um, That's so it. Let's, let's talk just – Overall, I mean, you you played at Kentucky, you played in, for the Tennessee Titans, you played in Canada. You know, you've been in a lot of different football locker rooms. What what's the difference? in, in you know, when you were at Kentucky, your junior and your senior year, you guys are have really good teams and and really a lot of success. What was it? Just talent, or what was the difference about those two years? Was it the team camaraderie, like how everybody got along, or is it just straight up talent? Yeah, no, I think, yeah, we all had a, you know, mindset. Like, we were one team. We won, you know, everything. We got to do it. We got to do it together. It ain't no individual, you know, type thing. That's so, the only way we, we looked at it. If we, if it's the only way we're going to win. We got to work together. Yeah, team first mentality. That's it. And like, that's we what never I love. nobody was better than nobody, you know. That's right. And that's what I love about football because, to me, it's the only game where you got to have everybody. You know, a basketball team yeah, can it. have a great player, and, and that great player can carry that team. But in football, you got to have the five offensive linemen blocking, quarterback doing his mm-hmm. job, you doing yours, wide receiver doing theirs, or it's not going to matter. And that's, that's what it. I think makes it such a great sport and you you and I talked about our high school experiences and how great it was I mean I think it just makes you a great person because you start to understand hey it's it's not about me I got to help everybody and it just changes that mentality you know and that's what I was telling people when I was in high school like like I said I'm I'm not I'm I'm not like an all individual person like we all have a team but what I was telling them like when I was getting recruited I told them if you stand out they possibly could look at you too don't just think they're here for me. I mean, they probably here for me, but if you stand out, they're going to be like, who is this guy, you know? Right. So, like, make yourself, make you know, make it for yourself. Absolutely, absolutely. And everybody does it together. Everybody looks good. Everybody gets noticed, and there you go. I mean, that's what it's there all about. There you go. And I agree mm-hmm. with you there. 
So one last thing before I let you go, man. Uh, so this is something I like to ask all my guests. So this show is all about football fans and people who love the game. But we call ourselves the slightly above average football fan. So the question here is, you're watching a game in Canada, back home, wherever you're at, and you hear somebody saying something to the TV or you're in the stands and calling out something and you're like, man, this guy don't know what he's talking about. What's the thing they're saying? Are they yelling about getting a new quarterback in? What are they saying that makes you go, this guy don't know what he's talking about? Yeah, well, my biggest one, because like when I see running backs run, they, yeah, when someone say they should make that cut, but you don't know what they have saw before they made that cut. Right. Like, you actually got to be in that position to know what they why they did that. And like I'm saying, me being a running back, I know why he probably did that. But, you know, you see the hole wide open on TV, but when you actually in that situation, it's totally different. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and you've done the week of preparation, watch film, kind of know where the blitzers are coming from, where that cutback lane's going to be. And again, it's instinctive. You've been doing this for a long time. Like you said, you and I could be sitting beside each other watching the same football game, and you'd be seeing something completely different than I would see. Because different than you. Experience. You're right. So true. Okay. All right, man. Well, I really appreciate you uh, talking with me tonight. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, man, like I said, I always watched you as a player and was really – they were awesome. Thought you were awesome. And so I really appreciate you talking to me tonight. Oh, yeah, anytime. Thanks for having me on. And, you know, tell your family I said hi. I'll do the same, man. And I uh, hope we get to connect again soon. We can talk a little more football maybe in the season and talk about things going on in the year. All right, sounds good. Take All care. Right. Take care, man. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. All right, everybody. That was Raphael Little of T.L. Hanna, the University of Kentucky, the Tennessee Titans, and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, I really appreciate him being here. Hope everybody enjoyed what they heard and got to learn from him. Uh, please be sure to rate, uh, review, and subscribe to the show. Thank you very much. We'll see you soon.